So let's begin. This is the uh, la the end of the first parak, uh, and and we're going to start the second parak. There's Hashem. Gemara brought a uh, a little bit of agavata about about Mamzerus um, and Sulei Kol. Gemara says, "Amar Rada Bakahana." The Navi says in Melachim, "Vayanchim b'chalach b'chibur nor goes in v'orim adichalach." What is that? That king, the Assyrian king, Melach Ashur, took the ten shvatim away from Klal Yisrael, from Eretz Yisrael, and brought them down. Chalach and chibur. So what is chalach? Ze chalzom. I don't know what that place is. V'chibur zuchadiyab. Now, Chadiab is a unique place. Uh, the, it is in northern Iran, and I, I think it's Adiabin, is what the English name is. And there was a kingdom there. And it, it, uniquely and relevant to the next Gemara of whether the people there are no longer Jews as uh, uh, even though that they are from the Aser Sashvatim, from the, whether the count is non-Jews, we have famous converts, and basically the entire kingdom converted with their queen, um, um, Heleni. Heleni Amalka, uh, who shows up in the Gemara many times, and one of the Chachamim, one of the, that we bring Halacha from, in Machlokas, between Munabaz and, and, and the Chachamim, Munabaz was the, the king of Hadiyab. The Helene was the was the wife, uh, or the really the widow, of Munabaz the first, and uh, her son Munabaz the second became king afterwards. They were lived at the end of the first uh, of the second base Hamikdash. The Gemara brings halachas about them, Helene Amalka and her children, and she converted herself and her children, and her son who became king after her, Munabaz was also a Jew. And they built, uh, they they beautified the entrance to the base of Mikdash at the towards the end of the base of Mikdash, and they they donated a lot of money for the, during the siege of Yerushalayim, and their son Mun and the king Munabaz financed almost single handedly um, uh, um, uh, uh, Bar Kokhba's revolt. So they were they were uh, kings out in the northern uh, Iranian province. And converted to, to Judaism, to, they converted together with most of the nation. Why is this? I mean, it's a nice historical thing. And if, you know, the Gemara says that Chavar is is Chadiyab, uh, but it's relevant because the next the, in the next lines, the Gemara is going to deal with whether or not these places that Klal Yisrael's Ten Shvatim went to, whether we can assume they're still Jewish or they're no longer Jewish. And the Gemara is going to have multiple reasons why they would not be Jewish anymore. And here we have clearly that they had to go through the Chacham and Paskin, that they had to go through a conversion and the conversion work, and they were not considered Mamzerim, even though that they are essentially descendant of the Aser Sashma. Um, and now it goes as a Ginzak, and the Gemara later tells the story of Ginzak, and, and uh, the people of Ginzak were not so happy with the Rabbi Akiva. Uh, uh, Ginzak, Ba'ari Madai. In the cities of Madai Zuchamna, Bachabrisal. Vamrila Zumihar Bachabrisal. Okay. Now, Man Omar, 
Shmuel Karach Moshe Chidki Vedumki. So Amar Abiyachar and Makulon Upsu. So these these are are um, Shmuel says all these places are are puzzle. He, he bound them together. He bundled them as ki amrita kamei Shmuel. And he said it in front of Shmuel. So all this Rabbi Yehuda is saying. And he's saying that these are all puzzle places and he quotes that in Rabbi Yehuda. And Shmuel says, Amalei, Shmuel, Shmuel said back to him, Bincha habam in Yisrael is kore bincha. Ve'en bincha habam in Yisrael is kore bincha. Says no, these are not puzzle people. These are not Jews that are, have a psul of mamzeres. These are non-Jews. All the people from these places are no longer considered Jewish because they marry, they intermarry, and uh, and you need a Jewish mother to be counted as a Jewish and a, a Jew. And if the father is Jewish and the mother is not, it doesn't count as a Jew. Bincha habam in Israel is kara bincha. bincha so Gemara says, yeah, but they had daughters. Gemara says, actually, the daughters could not give birth, and so there were no children from Jewish women. They were only children from non-Jewish women, so all these people were not Jewish. That's the first shot in the Gemara. And even the grandchildren, it counts, and the Gemara is going to explain that, Rashi is going to explain that, and Tess is going to ask a Kasha on Rashi, from this, that the Gemara now says, Shmamina, we can learn that your daughter's son is considered a Jew, which this is going to ask, of course, it's born to a Jewish mother. Why would you think now? It's the story, they couldn't give birth. That they were in the Chazal, considered them of non-Jews completely, and they were no longer valid, even though that they were descendant of Jewish mothers. They were considered not Jewish. Shenem, as it says, Bashem they they rebelled against Hashem, Kibanim Zaru Zarim because they gave birth to foreign children, meaning their children were no longer considered Jewish. So we have Machlokas over here of whether or not this was based upon the concept that that uh, um, paternal. Uh, lineage doesn't count as a Jew, and therefore the the Asar Shvatim are not Jewish. Or do we say that no, that really the Asar Shvatim were Jewish, but it was enacted by the Chachamim that they are no longer considered Jewish. And then we're going to have to understand on the basis of what 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 happens. Israel Hapishachat Israel. Generally, we say a Yid, even though that he that that he sinned, even though he did Avera, he's still a Yid. So. Uh, First to the first aspect, Rashi learned for the way the pasuk is darshan is this way. It's, it, it says in the pasuk, um, "Don't don't allow and don't take his son to for uh, for your daughters." Right. So in other words, don't let your children intermarry. Don't intermarry your children to to non-Jews. Why? Because perhaps they will remove your son from me. Now, what does it mean, your son? So Rashi learns it means your grandson. Your grandson is going to be removed from me. Because he's going to remove your grandson. Now, why does it say your grandson? Yasir, he will remove your grandson. Why doesn't it say, she will remove 
your grandson. Ah, so you see that only when he is non-Jewish and your, and your daughter is the Jew, then we're afraid he will remove the, the, your grandson from being Jewish, right? Yasir Bincha means your grandchild, and he will remove your grandchild from being Jewish because he himself is not Jewish. But we're not afraid she will remove the, your grandchild because it won't be your grandson because your son's child is not going to be Jewish anyhow. So she's not removing him. He never was Jewish to begin with. That's the way Rashi looks. And then Tesla says, if that's the case, so what do we say? Shmamina. Here we can learn that your grandson, your, the son of your daughter, is considered Jewish. Of course, that's the whole Limud. That is the basis of the Limud. What is the extra Shmamina? That's what Tesla asks the question. And therefore, Tesla learns a different shot. Tesla learns it doesn't mean he will that he, your son-in-law, will remove your grandson who is a Jew from being Jewish and, and, and help him straight. But rather it means your, the, the in-laws. Your kiyasiras bincha means your son's father-in-law will remove him from being Jewish. That's the, that's the concern. Kiyasir uh, as bincha. Now, question is, why is it? Well, and why does he only say that's what Tesis learned? So why does it only say we're afraid he's going to remove your son? And what about the next generation? Ah, so you see the next generation is not Jewish. The only concern is that your son married to his non-Jewish daughter, the father-in-law will, will, will make him straight. And it doesn't say kisasir, and that she will remove, which is the removal of the 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 uh, the daughter-in-law. That's that's the, the Rabbeinu Tam's shot. And to that, Tesis says that Reed did not like that. Reed did not understand it that way. Because Kiyasir is Mash Masar Meshachadis Baruch Hu. will remove him not from you, but from Hashem. Ariyati Yasser, as he said, because the, 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 the Pasuk, the Targum says he will make him stray against Akadish Baruch Hu, away from Akadish Baruch Hu. Yeah. Um, so that's so. So therefore, it doesn't seem like he's going to make him not not be Jewish, but not, but rather not not live as a Jew. So we have a machlekas over here, and Tesis has it brings another two pshat in in a way it is weird. How do we we see it? The Gemara tells us that we learn from Kiyasir as Bincha that that it counts as your child only if the mother is Jewish and not the father is Jewish. What Rashi learns or from the fact that it says he will remove your son, it tells us that there is no grandson to remove, there is no next generation. And now we have a machlokas. We know the source for maternal, for matrilineal descent, for being Jewish, that the mother is, the, is what defines what is Jewish. But we have a, a machlokas in, in, in Russian places of the basis of where we see, we see it in this puzzle and, and where we learn it from. Now, uh, uh, the second shot in the Gemara is that really that they are Jewish. They, it's not that they only had, um, uh, um, uh, only, only Jewish men had children, Jewish women didn't have children, and therefore they were all non-Jews. And that's why Hill and the Amalek had to convert. But rather, there was a, there was a, 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 by definition, they were no longer Jewish. And this brings us, this is an a, a, a Indian and halacha 
the Gemara brings it in in the Menachos, and we learn this in 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 uh, uh, in Shulchan Aruch. We have a, a, such halacha when somebody is a Meshumer, somebody com- converts to another religion, is a Jew, but there's a certain process of gerus that they would do to come back. Now, not a proper gerus in the same sense as conversion, where it's a non-Jew becoming a Jew, a, 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 a Yehudi becoming a Yehudi, because that is is a, 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 a proper chain. But over here, even though they were a born Jew, but since they, 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 they converted, they went into another religion, they need to go through, and they would go to a mikvah, and there was a certain Kabbalah mitzvahs of Chaveris, the Gemara over there says there's a Kabbalah mitzvah Chaveris, but there is such a thing, a Meshuman, somebody who, 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 who went out by the Zorah and then comes back, that there's a certain process of of going to the mikvah and re, and 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 uh, coming back as a yid. So even though we know that Yisrael Yisrael, that a yid, even though that he he, he sins, that we always a part of of, of children who we have that relationship regardless. But nevertheless, to reintegrate the Kla Yisrael, there is a there is a certain level, and a certain level they are completely out. And then there's a need to, to, to come back. And that's what it says, Bashem Bagadu, Kibanam Zaramilan. Bashem Bagadu means that at this point it's a complete Begida. There's a rejection and a and, and a rebellion against the Kadash Baku. And as a result of that, there's um there's a, a, a coming back to uh Kalayasral that is needed in this Gairus. And and so in that in this shot, Hilni Amalka may have been Jewish to begin with, but nevertheless needed to go through to a, a gerus in order to come back into Klai Yisrael. Maybe she couldn't prove it anyhow, so she needed to be suffered. But the, the concept, even though, as Rashi says, that at least 50% were Jewish or, 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 or uh, the majority were Jewish, but nevertheless, she would have had to have come back and, and do a gerus, she and her, and her sons and Munabas, on account of because they are already in this level of detachment. You have a question, Max? Yeah. Um, is the uh, I didn't do the tosis on the side, but does it come out according to the read that if either parents not Jewish, then the kids are not Jews? No. Why would you say that? Because I thought you were saying that, I mean, I didn't do it inside, so maybe I didn't follow totally, but I thought you were saying that the way he learns the diak of Pisasir is that the Pisasir is Pincha, he's going to make your child, whatever, go astray, um, but not your grandkids, because your grandkids are already gone. That's what I thought you were explaining, the way he Yeah, but that's Yasir, only he would, but not she. And that's, it's still the same drusha, you're just saying that Yasir doesn't mean make him non-Jewish, but makes him turn away from Hashem. There are two ways of learning here. It doesn't mean he will make your child not Jewish, which is the way it seems to be in Thomas learning. Because he'll make your child not Jewish. Or does it mean, no, Kiyaser means it is your child and he will lead him astray away from Hashem. Which is the way Rashi is learning and Rabbi and, and Ri is explaining that that's more Correct in the possible. 
In other words, the way Rashi says it like this. She were not concerned she'll take your child away from Yiddishkeit because in any case, he's not born a Jew. Yeah. He were concerned he will take your child away from, from Torah because it's your daughter. And so therefore the grandchild's Jewish and this will remove and, and she will remove him and lead him astray away from Hashem. And he's a Jew. Got it? No, I get Rashi's Peshat. Just in the way that you were saying that the read that Kiyasir is talking about the father-in-law. Yeah. That's in Rabbeinu Tam, and Rees arguing on Rabbeinu Oh, Rabbeinu Tam. Fine, that's why. Rabbeinu Tam says that Rees arguing on Rabbeinu Tam. It says it doesn't, that, that doesn't fit. Okay. Did everyone, did everyone come out that that uh, that it, uh, the same like halacha lemaisa? Does everyone come out the same? Yeah, everybody holds that that a, a mother a mother a, a mother makes um, a child Jewish, a father does not. However, there is one akud over here in, in, that we saw we mentioned last week in places, and and um, and and. Uh, um, we have in the Gemara over here that there's a tzad, that there's a possibility that would say that if even if the mother is not Jewish, if the father is a mamzer, the child would have the mamzerus, which doesn't apply to a non-Jew, but it would apply to him. So that much the son, the father can give over to the son, to the child, as a, 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 in that way there is a certain aspect of your, of of Yichus to the father, even if the mother's not true. That part needs to Okay. With this, we complete the as hopefully you've seen the Gemara. And now we're going to start um, the second parak. The, the case of the second parak is Ashes Achshalebelem. And the question in in a Really, that the mission is asking is Ketzad. What is that case? Because it is distinct from from all the other arayas that we have. Why is it distinct from all the other arayas that we had? We had many arayas mentioned in the previous Mishnah, in the previous para. And the Gemara doesn't ask Ketzad. What's the scenario? How does that work? Because in all the others, it's clear they are an erba at the moment. Uh, 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 you know, the, the whole time from the beginning to the end of the even process in the marriage of the previous husband, they are, they are erva to the brother. Here, the erva is becoming at a later state. It's becoming an erva on account of some mistake, it was some, some lack of process in the, in the, um, uh, in the evil. But really, it's a, it's a regular yavam like any of the other brothers. Simply because of an exemption in the Torah to Yibum, therefore that remain that there's an erva. So the Gemara asks since it's so distinct, what's the case? So the case is that you have two brothers, and uh, one of them uh, one of them is married. So Reuven is married, and to Sarah, and Reuven dies, and now Shimon is the only yavam because he's the only brother. Subsequent to the death of Reuben, Levi is born. A, a brother, a father, Reuben and Shimon's father has a child, uh, Levi, they name him Levi. Now this Levi is born 
after the death of Reuven. So they were never together in the same, in, in the same world. As the Torah says, as we saw at the beginning of the Masechta, and the Gemara is going to say on the base, Ki Yeshva Achim Yachtav. They have to be, they have to live in the world at the same time. And Reuven and Levi were never, uh, never alive together. And since they were never alive together, Shimon is, does Yibam. And when Shimon does Yibam with Sarah, and Sarah becomes Shimon's wife, even after Shimon dies, Levi cannot do Yibam because there is already a prohibition with Sarah, the erva, from the first moment. So it's a Eishas Ach, it's Reuven's wife. But since they were never together in the same world, the mitzvah of Yibam never happened. So right here, prior to Shimon doing Yibam to Sarah, Levi becomes Aser himself. This is distinct from a case that we're going to see later, where Shimon first did Yibam with Sarah, and then Levi was born. Okay? Our case over here is talking about Reuven dies, Levi is born, Shimon does Yibam. That means there was a moment that Levi was obligated in, in Yibam to Reuven, to Reuven's wife, but wasn't allowed to, and therefore there was an error. Our, the, the next possible case is where Reuven dies. Shimon marries Sarah in Yibam, and then Levi's born. So here you have an interesting case where Levi was never, never had the opportunity even for Yibum of Ruvain's wife, because, because uh, Shimon, Shimon already did Yibum prior to Levi being born. There, there's a machlek, as we'll see with Shimon in the Chachamim, whether or not at this point do we say it's Eshach Shalei or do we say no, there were, never was a Yibum possible, and therefore it never became prohibited. So this is the case of Eshach Shalei and uh, if and the case of the tsara is where Shimon has a second wife as well, and now since Levi is not when Shimon dies, since Levi is not allowed to do yibum with Tsara, because that was the wife of Reuven without the mitzvah of yibum, because it was shalei So to Rivka is going to be the tsara of this erva and is not allowed to do yibum. Clear? Um, so, so let's just stop this. Let's share. Um, the the definition of of Eshetachshelavelavon gets into a, uh, the the basis of what is zika and yibum. So we have over here the um the 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 Reuven dies the wife of Reu, and then Levi is born Levi really there was never a zika to Levi Levi was born but but it was never there was never a transfer to to uh, to Levi when Reuven's marriage is over it never transferred to Levi Levi wasn't even alive yet so really what we should say is, there is no Yibam, there is no Zika. However, Rashi says over here, look, different Rashi, different Masal Rishayna, Zui Eshef Ruvain, 
Shenafla lafan of kvar pamachas. Nafla lafan of kvar pamachas means in the first zika, in the first possibility of evil, there was a zika. Nafla lafan of it. She fell before him, meaning she was transferred over from Reuven's death to him as an infant brother the moment he was born, even though he wasn't alive at the moment of Zika. Now we spoke about this when we talk about Zika and we say, we said that any time that there, the Gemara says that any time there is no, at the moment of Misa, there's no Nefila, then there's no Zika, then, then, then there's no Yibum. Over here, at the moment that Reuven died, there was no brother alive. And yet we see that the, 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 the Zika, that there's a Nefila, the marriage of Reuven is transferred over to this brother, only that there's a prohibition. Uh, uh, so we, we have here, Rav Nachum said of Vard, that it's not a Petura in Yibum. There's an Isser of Yibum. There's an Isser of Yibum. It has a lot of ramifications in, 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 in this sugya of Eshach Shalei but the idea is that Ishaq Shalev Alama is not a, a, a it's not a tour in, in, in Yibum. There is a transfer of the marriage. There's a Zika. In a certain sense, there is a Zika going on. It's only that even though there was a Zika, there's there's a, 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 a Isser on making a Yibum. The Torah said that there's an Isser making a Yibum because he wasn't there. And therefore, there's a there is a, a, uh, um, a block in the Yibu. And therefore Rashi says, the second time when Shimon dies, this is the second time that this woman has fallen to him. Once in the first Zika, and once in the second Zika. There is a Zika at the first time as well, and then, and then this is the second time he fell on the Zika. And, and therefore we have a, a concept that this child, this infant, was is a, already has an Issa Erva because the Ishes Ach prohibition it, it, it exists here because the Torah forbid the evil and since the Torah forbid the evil the Zika is there but it can't be done and there's a Issa and that and that also makes sense why it answers it it, it answers the Torah if it's simply an exemption that look you weren't alive at the same time so you can't do the evil. So then why is there a, 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 a Petur Tzara? The Petur, the Petur Tzara shouldn't exist there, just like it doesn't exist we saw earlier. An island is it's called Ashes Ach Damamela. It's, a, it's, it's the brother's wife just on its own. That's not going to be enough to, to create a, a, a Petur for the, for the Tzara. It has to be that there's an Iser Yimu. There's an Iser Erva. Ah, so that's what we, we see over here. This is where I'm not going to say that we see that it's, Actually, there's a zika, and actually there's a mitzvah over here, but the Eshetz Ach is a new chiddush that the Torah says, that is an erva that cannot, cannot go. Um, Tosis over here asks a question. Uh, Tosis asks, why do I need a special limud to say that Eshetz Ach, Shalei uh, uh, is going to be also? Why don't we say that there's it should be usher because this is Tosis at the top of Yitzayim in Let's say the Torah's ways are it has to be pleasant and this is not pleasant 
what's not pleasant about this? So Tesla says, we see this is an exemption elsewhere as well. Where's the exemption? Where there, um, a child is born, um, uh, um, the, 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 the original deceased brother had a child born, and then the child died. That's going to remain an exemption for evil. So Reuven had a child. The child died. There's no evil. Why? But, he's, but he has no children alive. So anyone else says, No, it cannot be uh, uh, that there's a mitzvah because it's, un, it's unpleasant. What's the unpleasantness? Because if the child later dies, so imagine, Reuven has a wife, Sarah. Reuven dies, but he has a child. So Sarah says, great, I, I'm not a Yavama. I go and she goes and she gets married. She gets married to some guy, some not related. And then the child dies. All of a sudden, she now is there in the middle of her marriage, get Chalitza from, from the brother of her first husband, because now retroactively there was a mitzvah of Yibam. Or maybe even further, not only does she need Chalitza, maybe she has to divorce this new husband because she wasn't allowed to marry him and go back and do Yibam. Or maybe she can't get married until she knows for sure that this child is old enough to have and has his own children. And then she knows for sure we have two generations already so she can get married. These would be non, these would be uh, unpleasant ways. So it's not the Rachel Dachino. And so, so too over here. Imagine Reuven dies. Shimon, uh, and, and he doesn't have any brothers. The Yavama is going to want to get married. She's going to say, I'm sorry, I can't get married because maybe, maybe uh, my father-in-law, my uh, ex-father-in-law, is going to have another child. And then later on, there's going to be a mitzvah. Right? So retroactively, the, 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 the newborn brother-in-law, 10 years down the road, is going to have a mitzvah sibum, create a new mitzvah sibum. And that's going to retroactively, she's going to be married, she's going to have to divorce or, or get talitza or get yibam, or worse, wait for this kid to grow up. We see Nami says that to Rus, right? Even if I become pregnant now, what's going to happen? You're going to wait for this kid, right? That's the Rafael Dachinam. It's not pleasant. Tesis earlier and other Rishonim bring this and say, look, over here it could be different. Maybe there's already another brother. So she's not waiting for that guy, any, for the newborn anyhow. Uh, it could also, right? Uh, so in any case, this is asked, it should be Dorachea Dachinam. So what I need to pasik, the Kasachmana, what I need to pasik, after all, it's not Dorachea Dachinam. She says, he says, well, maybe it's, there's a, there, there, it, it's you can't to indefinitely wait. Maybe there's going to be a, nep, a brother-in-law. That's a, that, that's, it's not nice. But maybe she's pregnant. Maybe she, he should wait. 
look, now that she's pregnant, maybe it's going to be a boy, and wait for that as well. That's why I need the person to tell you, no, it's not going to be Yibam anyhow. Now, uh, um, the, the uh, rush... there's a hakira that we can have in 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 um in this question of where it would have been a, a lack of right so it would have been a yibum what would have been the obligation of this it, it, there's no there's there's no there's no one alive how do we define how did we define uh a yibum yibum is there's a zika what did we say the zika is Ruvain dies. His marriage, it, normally a person's marriage ends when they die. Here, the marriage continues and the brother can receive, can, 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 you know, it's passed on to the brother. But if there's no brother, so how can, it, how can there even be a mitzvah yibo? How can there even be something to say that there's going to, there, there's going to be a need for there's no transit, there's no secret because there's no one to be there. The way the, the Rush on this explains this, what we see is, I think this Ram Nachum explains this as well. What we see is that he holds that actually it's not that when the brother dies, the, 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 the Zika passes on to the next brother. Because over here, there is no next brother in Eshetach Shalabalam. Or rather, the marriage is never completely. Un- if he died without children, because of the need to reestablish that home, that marriage never really ended. The marriage never really ended, and it needs to somehow be continued. And so there's a habamina that the child born later, uh, so he's going to have to p- pick up that marriage. Uh, Not finding the the rush quickly right now. I don't want to. I, I want to get to the to Zika and the next point. But this, but just that that's the 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 Vart of Rav Nachum and the, the Chakira over here. That it's not that Zika works in that it's a transfer to to the brother. It's that the marriage never really ended. Who does it transfer to? Where does it go? It can't be up in the air, and so it goes to the brother. But it would be up in the air until that brother comes. That would have been the 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 Havamina. Of what, uh, 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 of what's going on. So again, the the Gemara and Kedushin says that marriage ends the Misa or get right, but in this case Misa Misa death is what ends a marriage. And in a case where the child, the, where, where the man dies childless, then that marriage did not completely end, and that would continue going over to one of the brothers, whoever, whichever brother picks that up. And if there's no brother alive. Then it could also happen, and that's why I need the Torah to tell me that it, 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 that that it, it doesn't work, because because the derech would derech would tell me only in as much as that that it's not nice to make a wait, but the marriage never ended. The marriage never ended, so so when he's born, he can pick it up. Rabbi Hanan explains over here. What's the question, derech it's not nice. Yeah, but that's what the Torah said. There's a mitzvah. What do you mean not nice? 
Is it an exemption? Is it an exemption? Look, it has to be nice. So Rebbe says, no. It, it allows for us to understand what the meaning of the Torah could have been. It, it defines for us that there never was such a mitzvah to begin with. It proves it from, from Esra, or Dalad Minim. The Gemara asks, well, maybe this is an Esra, maybe that's an Esra. But one of the things is a prickly fruit. And, says, and the Gemara says, no, the Torah could never have given that mitzvah. It says that it's not an exemption. It's not saying, look, yes, that is one of the meaning, that is a meaning of, the, of Esra. It's just simply that you don't do it because it's not nice. The tells us that that's not what the Torah ever could have meant. And same here, when even though the, the, the marriage never ended, and therefore, because he died childless, and therefore it's still out there hovering, as it were, and when the new brother is born, he could, re, he, he could pick that up. would have told me, no, that can't be. That can't be, because that, then it would be an indefinite wait for maybe there's, there's a brother. And therefore, there's uh, uh, um, tells me that that cannot be the meaning of the mitzvah of, of Yibum at all. It, it, the Gemara had asked a possibility of, of uh, maybe we, we learn from Lot, Achim, uh, that a nephew would also be in the mitzvah of Yibum. It's an interesting thing because the, we do find that actually, that an uncle, a nephew, uh, because uh, uh, um, Boaz did that. It, it means the idea over here is that, of course, in the concept of that the marriage of, of someone who died childless never really ends because, there's, because it was unfulfilled, as it were. Even though the mitzvah cannot be, it, the mitzvah of the Torah is only on the brother to reestablish it. But conceptually, that concept is still there. For someone else to be goyal, to redeem that family, to redeem that household, be Karel Shemoya, at least give some sort of redemption or ending or, or, or really continuation of that marriage, which really never ended in Nisa. Because essentially, what we just saw is that even though generally, Nisa ends a marriage, but if it's childless, so it never was fulfilled, it still has that potential unfulfilled, that continues a certain way, and, and Boaz could step in, and that's so the Gemara had a Havamina from Lloyd that we would learn that even not only a, 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 you know, a, a literal brother, but even, even a, uh, 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 an, a nephew would also count in the Mitzvah. This brings us to Zika. We're not going to be able to get through uh, Zika. We'll just start it with the with the concepts of, of Zika and hopefully uh, learn more uh, uh, next week. We'll go into Zika more. We're going to get into a lot of the practical uh, uh, of the halachas of what Zika is. Uh, the, the, there's, the first thing to, to notice is in Rashi. Rashi in the final the Gemara. So the Gemara says, um, Shomer Siyavna died, he's allowed to marry her mother, even though that there was Zika, meaning, even though that she was a Shomer meaning that her, she was essentially transferred over to him in marriage, and so therefore he 
Now, he now was engaged to this woman and she died. So, so he should be also in a mother. No, it's permissible in the mother. Alma Kasavar in Zika. So we see he holds no Zika. So the Pashat way of reading that Kamar would be in Zika. He holds up this no Zika, meaning that, that when Ruvain dies and he has a surviving brother, he does not transfer over the marriage to, to the brother, to, to Shimon. Ain Zika. There is no transfer of, of, of things. He's not Zakat law. He doesn't make her obligated in this. There's no Zika. That's what the simple reading is. But if we look at Rashi, the first, uh, the first uh, uh, Rashi, the Ein Zika. Ein Zika. Zika siyavimte shemesa. The Zika. Rashi denying what the Gemara said. The Gemara says Ein Zika. Rashi says no, the Zika that exists. It's not strong enough to be like an Arusa, to be a man. To be a betrothal. What Rashi is saying is, when the Gemara says Ein Zika, it does not mean Ein Zika. When the Gemara says Ein Zika, it means there is Zika. Zika, by definition, has to be that that is the structure of, of Yibam. That the, that, that the Kiddushay Rishayma, the Kiddushay of the, of the first uh, husband, never really ended and is therefore in transfer uh, and hovering waiting for somebody to pick it up one of the brothers to pick it up however that zika that does exist is not strong enough to be counted as a reason normally we'd say in order for a marriage to to prohibit all the relatives of that wife would have to be that there is a reason he said, there is a proper condition. There is a designation of this woman with this man. Now, he become as a part of that, he may not marry her mother and her sister and her daughter, etc. Those are her immediate relatives. He's not allowed to marry them. That's, that, that's, that's the Erosin. Zika also is acting in a certain way like Erosin. It's, it's a betrothal. Because the previous brother's kiddushin is transferred over and goes over to this surviving brother or one of the surviving brothers. However, ain zika means not that there's no zika because that's that's the whole mechanism of kiddushin of 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 evil. Of course, there's a zika. Rashi saying Rashi denying the, the words of the Gemara. It's, that doesn't mean that there's no zika. There has to be zika. Rather, what it means is. Zika that does exist, the transfer of the Kedushin, the, the Kedushin of the brother that never ended and is going over to whoever is going to do Yibam is, however, not strong enough to make it like a real Arison, like a real betrothal, like a real Kedushin, and therefore the relatives, the immediate relatives would not be us. But it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It means it's just that Zika which is there is not strong enough to, 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 to transfer. And that's, it, 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 we see, and we'll see plenty of this, in, in, and now as we're going to get into the Zika, that's from next week, we're going to see that there are many halachas that pertain to the previous marriage and pertain to the connection to the previous marriage. And, and Yisurim and Heterim, uh, there's, there's a Lamashal of Kohen, so she, right, she can eat. If he's a Kohen, she can eat truma midaraisa. The Rabbanon say that she can't. 
but midaraisa, she can eat truma. Why can she eat truma? She's not married to her previous husband because he's dead. And Ain Zika tells me he's not allowed to, she's not married to the new husband. So she's not Aisha's Kohen. So what I need is the Rabbanon or, of course she can't eat truma. So Rashi is saying that we, we see that the structure of this marriage of, of, of Yibam, by definition, must be that she is bound by the original Kiddushin, which is still there and in place. And even the man Omar that says, in Zika is going to hold that there is Zika. When the Gemara says, in Zika only means in as much as we're trying to say how strong on the barometer of Kiddushin, in the Kiddushin barometer, how strong of a Kiddushin already exists, not enough to prohibit the relatives. But of course it has to exist and continue to exist, and that's the definition of Kiddushin. That's what we saw, that's what Eshaz HaShavari Baralama is based upon. We didn't really get a chance to see by Asa Maimer, or the Maimer, you know, what, what is this Maimer? Rashi says, because Maimer is, 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 is a Rabbanon Kiddushin, but there's already a Zika, there's a, a, a Daraisa Kiddushin already in place. The, the structure of all of the Sugya, we've seen this multiple times already, we talked about this in the whole Sefta, but here when we get to Zika, this, this first Rashi is the Pesach. It's really the opening to understanding the mitzvah of Zika, uh, the concept of Zika that really there's Kiddush in there, that transfers to the brother, and uh, it, it remains in place. It's only not strong enough for the mitzvah of Zika. And therefore, it's, it, sorry, it's not strong enough for the mitzvah of Zika. It's not strong enough to, to answer the, 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 uh, uh, the relatives. So the Gemara now says, oh, so if that's the case, it's just saying, is Allah is Yeshlika. So the Gemara says, no, I, I, I would have thought um, that it's only Bechad, even Bechad, or only Bechad. Meaning, in, in this, this too is, is a pella. If you, hold, if you understand Ein Zika, how can there be a distinction between whether it's one brother or two brothers? Ein Zika means when the brother died, there is no Kedushin transferring over. So here we see, of course, the only when the, the 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 concept of zika has to be there, and therefore there's a man the Amar that says, and the Gemara has a Havamin. I would think that if there's one only one surviving brother, of course he's usher in the relatives, because since zika really does exist, everybody agrees zika, zika exists. Meaning zika that this woman is bound to the surviving brother, there is a marriage to the surviving brother. Now, if there are two brothers, which one? So you can't say each one of them is prohibited in the relatives because it's a weak connection because to each one, I don't even know if it's going to happen. But if there's one surviving, ah, so now, I, and the Gemara says, I have a Havamina, that, that, oh, and there is a, an opinion like that, that to that one, there is going to be Zika. Now, what's the logic? If you hold Ain Zika by two, why would you hold the Zika by one? After all, the brother died, and his marriage ended. And there is no Zika. You have to start a new mitzvah, a new marriage. And so until that marriage was done, until there was a Yibam, 
why would you be usher in the relatives? So again, we see this concept that Rashi is saying, and that's why there is a Havamin in one. That, of course, Zika always exists. Everybody agrees Zika exists. And when Ruvain died, Shimon, and there's only one surviving brother, Shimon is going to, Shimon is going to absorb and, 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 and inherit. He's going to Yarshim that, that, that marriage. Because there's only one anyhow. So he has to be the one. And therefore, even before he did Yibum, he's going to be Usar in her, in, in, in her re- immediate relatives. You don't necessarily have to say like Rashi to, I mean, you see the same idea in Rashi as you're saying now, but like, you don't have to say the idea of Ulme, that like there's a Koach of the Zika, that you, you could have, you, you could have understood why there's a Zika Dafka by one and not by two, even if you just, even without Rashi's Mahalach of that, there's like a Kochos of Zika of, of, uh, of Ulme that like, you know, that there is a Zika, but it's just not strong enough. I mean, like you could have understood it without, not like Rashi that let's say there, of course there's a Zika, but perhaps just there's Bechlal no Zika at all when there's two brothers, because it can't go to like a divide, like, it, you know, can't go here, can't go here. So there's nothing, right? Meaning Rashi's sure. adding. How do you define Zika then? What is Zika? Let, let's say you would say like you've been saying that uh, it's you know it's a continuation of the brother's marriage, but that continuation of the marriage can only be between one man and one woman. When there's multiple men, then it can't go anywhere and it just goes away. It goes away where to go. And when the one brother then decides that the one that does do yibum, how did it, how did he inherit it? Where's his kiddushin? The Gemara, or he doesn't need to make a kiddushin. And the Gemara You're, says, why doesn't he have to make a kiddushin? Because he already has a kiddushin. Yeah, but then and you're not proving it. I mean, if you're working with the assumption that, that the entire Mahosa, I mean, if you're working, if you're saying that by definition there always has to be a Zika, then yeah, there always has to be a Zika. But I'm just saying no, that if, if there's Luyitz or there's a Shaykhis, that there could be an actual situation where there's literally no Zika, but there's still a Mitzvah of Yibam. So but then, what, but uh, we're, what, how, did, how did the kiddushin happen? That's the problem. If you hold no Zika, meaning, if you're going to learn Ein Zika to mean that there actually is no Zika, there's there, the marriage of the first brother ended. So where is the kiddushin of the new of the new marriage? In a Hanami. So then but you don't need to bring any rayas from here. I mean, if that's your logic, then you never need to prove Zika. I mean, if your if your logic is is that there can never ever be a mitzvah of Yibam without Zika, because then where's the kiddushin? So then you never, ever need to prove that there's a Zika because by definition, there always must be Zika, always. And then you would never have a Havami that ain't Zika. I mean, you don't need to spend all the time. Like, this is all just nice, like, extra and bonuses to say, yeah, I can prove from Rashi that it's also true. But you, you're, you, the way you're setting it up, and structurally, it's literally impossible for there ever to be non-Zika. I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible. We're going to need to address many issues. That's what I'm saying. Yes, it's true that there could be a simple reading of ain't Zika. There is no Zika. Okay, so answer. Right? But then we're going to have to answer a whole bunch of questions because, as yeah. the Gemara we saw earlier already, the Gemara addressed, yeah, is is kedusha rishonim mapeles or misa mapeles? Right, right. What do you mean? There's not kedusha rishonim as mapeles. The original marriage that Uvein twenty years ago made and said areyat makudeshesli. That's what's mapeles to the second brother. How can it be? Like, what, what would be the logic? 
So in Rashi, it makes sense. If you're going to learn not like Rashi, so we're going to have to address and say, okay, how, how, what is the mechanism of Yivum that is relying on the Kedushim Mapelas of the first, you know, of 20 years ago, the first marriage to the first brother, and yet, because there are three surviving brothers, there is no Zika, so there is no continuation of that marriage. So, so where did, how did the Mahapala happen? I'm not saying that it couldn't be a shot, but we yeah. would have to address those. Okay. Uh, I, you're right. I'm, I'm showing it that Rashi got, you know, that Rashi says it here, but Rashi didn't make it up just because he decided, you know what, the Gemara said ain't Zika, but probably means Yesh Zika, just not strong enough. Rashi's coming from all the whole the whole sugya the whole mesecht of Yevamis. Yevamis screams out from the beginning to the end that there is a zika. The brother's marriage binds the woman. The original marriage binds the woman to continue the marriage until there is an establishment of the home. That, so, right. so that you have Rashi uh, to say it must not mean the simple meaning of the words. I'm just giving you where, what, what pushed Rashi into such a doichak in the, in the simple reading of the Gemara. Yeah. I, I, I was just saying that, like, so let, let's imagine that somehow we answer all those kashas and we can come up with some situation where their taka is like a shita that holds ein zika means but literally no zika, right? right so that, zika, right? that manda amar, that that potential opinion would have no problem explaining why you could have Zika in Bechad and Ein Zika betray. I mean, you could you could create such a structure. Then once you're willing to, to stomach the idea that you could have a situation where there's Bechal no Zika, right? So then that doesn't mean that there can't be Zika, right? I mean, once you, if you're willing to accept that there could be a situation where there's no Zika and yet somehow Yibam can work and Kedushin, all that stuff, you solve all those issues. So you figured out how to solve all those issues, then you could, in theory, construct a, a Shita very easily that would say, but there, there could be Zika, but you don't need it. So that Zika is there. It cre keeps the bond going. That exists when there's one brother. It doesn't exist when there's two brothers. Either way, either way, we're going to have to limit the meaning of Ein Zika. We're going to have to limit the meaning of Ein Zika saying, Oh, there really is Zika, but if, there's, if there are multiple brothers, so there's no one to hand it off to, so it dissipates and dies. But that means yesh Zika, and it falls apart. Either way, we're going to have to, when, the, when we say ain Zika, we're going to have to say yesh Zika, but there's a, an asterisk, right. as opposed to ain Zika. You're also saying, no, no, what it means is yesh Zika, and the, the marriage ended and the, it was handed over to a brother. But since there are five brothers, which one are we handing it over to? There's no one, it's undefined. And so therefore it dies, right? That's what you're saying. Yeah, that, that, that would be the mandamar yesh zika b'chad of all in betray. We also see a mandamar that holds in zika filo b'chad. So, of course. So that one in theory could hold, there's literally no zika ever. Uh, of course, but the Gemara was trying to say in that mandamar, right. There would be a chilek between one and the other. If he holds that there's, there is no such concept of Zika, if there is no concept of Zika, so where's the Gemara even thinking there should be a chilek? Between one chad and trade. There is no Zika. Why would there be a Zika by chad? That's showing the Gemara in trying to do that. See, the Gemara understands, of course, there is a Zika, just that Zika somehow has limits. 
And that's what the Gemara is at. You understand what I'm saying? Um, Otherwise, the Gemara should never have gone to that there's a chilek between Chad and Shvei. There's no Zika. No, okay. the Gemara understood there is a Zika. Just Zika has limits. Now the Gemara is trying to figure out those limits. 